This is a podcast from Industrial Guide Asia, bringing you the daily 15 minutes updates. Petronas and Tenager National Bahard, TNB, have signed a Memorandum of Understanding, MOU, to strengthen collaboration in driving innovative solutions towards decarbonization in support of Malaysia's aspirations to be a carbon-neutral nation by 2050. Petronas and Tenager National Bahard, TNB, signed a Memorandum of Understanding, MOU, to strengthen collaboration in driving innovative solutions towards decarbonization in support of Malaysia's carbon-neutral aspirations. Dachuk Tanku Mohamed Tofik, Petronas President and Group CEO, third from right, and Dato Indira Ayer Baharan Din, TNB President and CEO, third from left, exchanged the MOU in the presence of Bi Energy and Natural Resources Minister Dachuk Suri Taki Uddin Hassan, Center. Also present were TNB Chief Regulatory and Stakeholder Management Officer, Dachuk Waira Roslan A.B. Rahman, far left, Dato Noor Asman bin Mufti, Managing Director Power Generation TNB, second from left, Economic Planning Unit Energy Division Deputy Director, Fauzi bin Mustafer, second from right, and Petronas Senior Vice President of Project Delivery and Technology, Barcho Pylon, far right, dot. This will be achieved mainly through a collaborative study for the development of green hydrogen ecosystem and carbon capture and storage, CCS, technology leveraging both organizations' technical expertise and resources. The MOU was signed by Petronas President and Group Chief Executive Officer, CEO, Dachuk Tenku Mohamed Tofik and TNB President and CEO, Dato Indira Ayer Baharan Din, witnessed by Petronas Senior Vice President of Project Delivery and Technology, Barcho Pylon and TNB Chief Regulatory and Stakeholder Management Officer, Dachuk Waira Roslan A.B. Rahman. The ceremony was presided by Energy and Natural Resources Minister Dachuk Suri Taikiyudin Hassan. Praising TNB and Petronas on the initiative, Dachuk Suri Taikiyudin said the collaboration will help fast-track the government's efforts in its aspiration to reduce greenhouse gas emissions. The timing to embark on this effort is also perfect as the government is scheduled to launch the National Energy Policy 2021-2040 soon that will outline Malaysia's transition to green energy, he said. Pointing to the Prime Minister's pledge towards zero carbon emissions by 2050 when tabling the 12th Malaysia Plan in September last year, Dachuk Suri Taikiyudin said this aspiration requires a close collaboration among various stakeholders especially in the energy sector, a critical component of the country's economy with multiplier effects on other sectors. The government is confident that the cooperation of these two energy companies will accelerate the reduction of their emission intensity as they decarbonize, he added. Both Petronas and TNB have pledged their commitment towards net zero carbon emissions, NZCE, 2050. The MOU is poised to infuse agility across the value chain to conduct and grow business in ways that contribute positively to society and the environment. Under the MOU, Petronas and TNB will conduct a joint feasibility study on the application of CCS solutions at TNB power generation plants. The parties will also look into developing green hydrogen fuel for power generation and intensifying efforts to co-create a green hydrogen ecosystem to provide cleaner energy solutions for Malaysia and markets overseas. This initiative will begin with the repowering of TNB's retired Sultan Ismail power station in Parker, Turinganu using high-efficient combined cycle gas turbine with hydrogen-ready technology by 2029 towards cleaner energy production.
Leveraging on the strengths of both TNB and Petronas, the Parker Power Plant serves as a unique pioneering project in deploying green technologies that may be utilized in future power plants. Both TNB and Petronas have significant investments in Turanganu. With the repowering of TNB's Parker Power Plant and Petronas' aspiration to decarbonize its assets in Turanganu, the shift into green technology development ensures sustained economic growth for the state. Remote operations and remote access to drives brings significant benefits to the organization. NS. They can be provided through our standard software, FR Configurator. It is possible to access alarm information and to change certain parameters using this simple utility software. This way, drive systems can be monitored and modified even when access to inverters is limited. FR, E800 drives also have great plug-and-play connectivity with HMIs called GOT. Predefined screen templates in GOT drive can be quickly deployed on the HMI and from that moment data in the inverter is accessed. Combining this with GOT Mobile, which allows wireless access, creates an unprecedented combination on the drive market as access to visualized data is provided within minutes. Thanks to the remote access, users' work can be monitored from their computers. Due to a series of unfortunate events including the invasion of Ukraine by Russia, there is a world shortage of affordable food and energy. How and when this will end is unknown. Everyone is affected. Those who suffer the most historically live in developing countries. But today it is affecting nations previously thought to be advanced and self-sufficient. Energy rationing is already underway across Europe. This winter could be a disaster. In response, years of anti-fossil fuel policies, initiatives and crusades are being reversed at an amazing pace. Coal, natural gas and nuclear power are making big comebacks at a scale unimaginable a year ago. But parts of the planet remain oblivious to global events. Like the lower mainland of BC. That's where the Sioux Big Oil Initiative was invented, modestly described by proponents as the birth of a new movement. We are going to sue big oil, noted journalist A.V.I. Lewis told us at the opening of the 15th of June launch on Zoom. This is a historic moment, and you are going to be able to tell everyone you were here when it began. Lewis is the son of famous New Democrat Stephen Lewis and husband of Naomi Klein, author of multiple hard-left books like This Changes Everything, Capitalism vs. the Climate. First, the genius idea. The website reads, how do we sue big oil? Suing the world's largest oil companies will ensure that BC communities and local governments have the resources needed for skyrocketing climate costs, while making sure the fossil fuel industry curtails its climate-destroying practices. Take it to the bank BC. You've already won. To collect the loot just sign the petition, convince local governments to fund and launch a class-action lawsuit, then sue the oil companies for a fair share of climate costs. Which oil companies? Only those with a real and substantial connection to BC. The Sue Big Oil campaign will target the world's largest multinational fossil fuel companies like Chevron, Shell, and Exxon, as they are responsible for the most greenhouse gas emissions. A key player is West Coast Environmental Law, 
which exists to use the courts to seek justice for environmental crimes. On 20 July, Vancouver City Council voted to contribute $660,000 tax dollars in funding. With a civic election coming this fall, spending everybody else's money on climate virtue signaling is obviously a sound idea. In 2018, while still an NDP MP, Mayor Kennedy Stewart was arrested and convicted of violating a court injunction at the Trans Mountain Pipeline Terminal in Burnaby. Judging by Kennedy's continued political success, attacking oil is a proven vote-getter around there. But the Sioux Big Oil project is floored on multiple fronts and illustrates how disconnected Canada's West Coast climate industry is from the real world. First, suing oil companies is hardly the birth of a new movement. U.S. municipalities have been using taxpayer funds to unsuccessfully sue oil companies for alleged climate damage for years. In California, San Mateo, San Francisco and Imperial Beach started in 2017. A year later New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio sued several multinational oil producers, claiming they helped cause Hurricane Sandy in 2012. The only cash that has changed hands goes from taxpayers and oil companies to lawyers. When NYC lost its case for climate damages, it sued again for misleading consumers. In California, the main activity has been switching between state and federal courts. Sue Big Oil cites the 2021 court judgment against Royal Dutch Shell in the Netherlands as proof this type of litigation works. But that ruling only ordered Shell to reduce global emissions more quickly. Shell paid no damages, is appealing, and with the blessing of shareholders subsequently moved its head office to London. At the time Bloomberg News reported, there are currently 1,800 lawsuits related to climate change being fought in courtrooms around the world, according to the climatecasechart.com database. Sue Big Oil has somewhat overstated the novelty of its initiative. The second disingenuous claim is that if municipalities join the crusade, the outcome will be that local governments have the resources needed for skyrocketing climate costs. But for the next few years, all they will really do is clog the courts with taxpayer-funded lawyers. The most outrageous statement is that Western multinationals such as Chevron, Shell and ExxonMobil are responsible for the most greenhouse gas emissions. These three companies collectively produce about 5 million barrels of oil per day, or 5% of world output. Canada uses 1.5 million barrels a day. Based on population, B.C.'s share is about 200,000 or 0.2% of global consumption. Eight of the world's top 10 oil-producing countries couldn't find B.C. on a map. They are Saudi Arabia, China, Russia, Iraq, UAE, Brazil, Iran and Kuwait. None of their producers will be subpoenaed. The biggest mistake these companies have made is selling transportation fuel in BC. And the communities they have reliably served for decades are being urged to use their citizens' tax dollars to bring them to their knees. While overlooking the fact that without car, truck, boat, rail and airplane fuel, many of these municipalities wouldn't exist. As billions struggle with the new realties of rising costs and shortages of everything, Sue Big Oil is just another taxpayer-funded make-work project for West Coast professional climate crusaders.
The All Sensors Pressure Sensor Dies uses a proprietary collinear beam technology registered as Cobium Squared trademark symbol. This technology breakthrough advances the state of the art for piezoassistive pressure sensors beyond what has been achieved for low pressure sensing using silicon based strain technology. Cobeam technology achieves a high level of pressure sensitivity previously requiring boss structures and larger die topologies. By eliminating the more typical boss structure in the design, both gravity and vibration sensitivity are significantly reduced. The strain-sensitive resistors are processed to allow either constant current or voltage excitation through selection of temperature coefficients of resistance and sensitivity. The Cobium squared trademark symbol technology embodies aspects of 1950s bonded strain gauge sensors with state-of-the-art MEMS processing of 6-inch silicon wafers. Yeah.